DW. China is a world champion in coal, mining and burning it in huge quantities. Despite the coronavirus pandemic, more coal was mined in China in 2020 than in the previous year, just over 4 billion tonnes. And the amount of coal extraction has been hovering around that same figure for more than a decade. Yet China's dependency on coal stands in sharp contrast to its ambitious climate goals. In a speech to the United Nations in September 2020, state and party leader Xi Jinping announced he would ramp up climate protection measures in China. Emissions should begin decreasing by 2030 at the latest. And by 2060, China should be completely CO2 neutral. As the world's largest emitter of greenhouse gases, that's a challenging task for China, to put it mildly. In the months since the announcement, China's state-owned electricity companies have commissioned numerous new coal-fired power plants to meet the growing demand for energy and revive its pandemic-hit economy. Fears of rising unemployment and social unrest mean climate protection has been put on the back burner, especially in industrialised provinces. In the Chinese part of Inner Mongolia, blueprints have been drawn up for new coal-fired power plants with a total energy output of 10 gigawatts. According to the Centre for Research on Energy and Clean Air, the region will burn the same amount of coal as all of Germany. Analysts and environmental protection experts are growing increasingly sceptical over whether the country will actually reach its ambitious climate protection goals. Climate expert Li Shuo from Greenpeace East Asia says provincial governments are mostly to blame for the shortfall. While China's central government has declared war on the emission of harmful greenhouse gases and also wants to wind down carbon-intensive industry, some provincial authorities have declared war on the central government's climate policy. The growth of coal mining and of other CO2-intensive branches of industry clearly violate the climate protection obligations of the Chinese leadership. Provincial governments are installed by the communist central government in Beijing. So national authorities are still ultimately responsible for climate and economic policy in the various regions of the country. Li Shuo is calling for structural change in China's provinces, which have so far relied heavily on industries like coal and steel. The provinces in China that are particularly hungry for energy should change their economies, for example, Shaanxi and Inner Mongolia. Despite an apparent provincial addiction to coal, things could be looking up for the future of climate protection in China. After a decade of promises, announcements and test phases, the ball is finally rolling on a national emission trading scheme. Some energy companies are now obligated to account financially for their emissions, sparking optimism abroad. Brigitte Knopp from the Berlin-based Climate Research Institute, MCC, says it's an important signal. We've been waiting for this for several years now. Over and over again, it was announced that emissions trading would be starting soon. And finally, it seems to actually be starting. China's carbon emissions trading scheme will begin relatively small. Initially, only 2,200 companies will be affected by the changes, mainly operators of state power plants. 
The way it works is simple in theory. Each utility is given a CO2 emission allowance. If it exceeds the allowance limit, it would need to buy more carbon credits. If it doesn't use its full allowance, it can sell those credit certificates. Such cap and trade schemes are present in other parts of the world. They're designed to provide a financial incentive for companies to reduce emissions. Ma Jun, the head of the Institute of Public and Environmental Affairs in Beijing, says China's emissions trading scheme is symbolically important. With the system, the government wants to make it clear that China is reducing its CO2 emissions more decisively than before, after Xi Jinping announced that emissions will decrease by 2030 at the latest and that the country will become carbon neutral by 2060. The European Union has for 15 years also run a cap-and-trade scheme. However, China's new system is different to Europe's in one crucial aspect. The EU system gradually pushes the CO2 emissions limit down, making carbon credits more valuable. In fact, the value of emissions allowances on the open market, or the carbon price, hit a record high in Europe at the start of February this year. China instead focuses on emission intensity, or how much CO2 is emitted per kilowatt hour. Brigitte Knopf explains. In the Chinese system, increased efficiency is rewarded. This translates into power plants becoming more efficient, thus emitting less CO2 per kilowatt hour. But there's no guarantee that kilowatt hours and therefore emissions won't go up. Climate expert Li Shuo describes China's emissions trading system as a tool in the big toolbox. He, too, acknowledges the shortcoming of this tool. The current system is initially very generous with energy producers. It's not putting a lot of pressure on them at first. It will be some years before this gets tightened. In the years to come, it's particularly important for China to reduce the share of coal in its power generation. China has been the world's leader on solar and wind expansion, and high renewable targets would tip this balance. And there are signs this will happen. At the Davos Dialogues held virtually in January this year, China's environment minister, Huang Ruqi, said, We will make greater efforts to build out non-fossil energy sources, reach peak emissions even sooner, and build up low-carbon industry. It remains to be seen if and when China will follow through on this promise. DW. 